Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Penguins to Go. I'm your host, Nick Berlansky, and you're tuned in to the daily dose of Pittsburgh Penguins news and analysis. Find us on YouTube at Inside the Penguins or anywhere you get your podcast from. This is the continuation of my 2022-23 Pittsburgh Penguins player reviews. If I could say that correctly, Pittsburgh Penguins player reviews. I guess it is somewhat of a tongue twister. Regardless, we'll be doing two players per episode. Already did the Crosby Malkin episode last Monday. We did the Jake Gensel Jason Zucker episode last Wednesday. Took a few days off, some stuff going on behind the scenes. But we're back to discuss today Ricard Raquel and Brian Rust. Rust is an interesting one that we'll get a little bit more deeper into. Raquel, not much to say about Ricard Raquel. He came in on his new contract, he performed. And while, yes, apparently he was playing with an injury towards the latter half of the season, whether it was an injury or if it was bumps and bruises, he's not going to be playing in the World Championships because he wanted to rehab something or he he didn't feel right. Nothing actually announced, no surgeries, nothing in terms of that. So pretty good season for Ricard Raquel, I would say. 28 goals, which was good for third on the Penguins, 32 assists, which was fourth, and 60 points, which was also fourth. His underlying stats, 53% of the Corsi 4, which is shot attempts at 5-on-5. He finished 5th on the Penguins in that category. 55% of the expected goals, which was 8th. And 54.9% of the scoring chances at 5-on-5, which is 3rd on the Pittsburgh Penguins. So he was top 10 in everything. Top 5 in most things. And he was just... Everything that was advertised to the Pittsburgh Penguins this season. Came over as the shiny new toy in the trade deadline in 2022. Decided to stay. Got a six-year contract for his troubles. So you're going to be seeing a lot of Ricard Raquel moving forward. Got it a little bit under market value for the performance that he put on the ice this year. And I thought he was great. He does not get enough recognition for the season that he had. He was excellent everywhere he played, and that's the interesting part, right? Because Mike Sullivan likes to deploy his lines in pairs, and then the third player try to be interchangeable. That way you can switch things up if something isn't going well. Well, we all know that the top line pair is Sidney Crosby and Jay Gensel. 
Second line pair was Jason Zucker and Evgeny Malkin. Third line, it gets murky because the bottom six was bad, and we'll get to talk about that a little bit later this week. But Ricard Raquel was really the super utility man at five on five for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Phenomenal on the first line with Sidney Crosby and Jake Gensel. Played well alongside Evgeny Malkin and Jason Zucker as well in the second line. And he even found some success, or at the very least, he made the third line look better than it had in a long time when he was dropped down there around the trade deadline this year. The Penguins had Alex Nylander go up to the second line, Brian Rust playing on the first line. They said, you know what? Let's try to do something, get something going in the bottom six. They put Ricard Raquel down there, and the third line looked pretty good for a game or two. Then Alex Nylander fell back down to earth, and you had to put Ricard Raquel back up in the top six. Understandable. But regardless of where he was deployed, Ricard Raquel performed this season. And I think the biggest takeaway for me is the chemistry between him, Gensel, and Crosby is not just good. It's great. Saw glimpses of it towards the end of last season, and we saw it almost every single game those three were out there together this season. It is like a hive mind, right? From Stranger Things, one mind, three bodies executing what that mind is wanting it to do. And it's pretty much those two are connected to Sidney Crosby, and they do exactly what he's hoping and expecting them to do, which is something that is invaluable because as we've seen over the years, not always an easy task playing alongside one of the greatest players of the generation Maybe one of the greatest players of all time, I put him in my Mount Rushmore, that's Sidney Crosby, and Ricard Raquel was able to assimilate himself on that line seamlessly this season. He scored at least one point against every Eastern Conference team this season. I was looking through his cap friendly, I was looking through his natural stat trick, I was looking through his hockey reference pages to try to find any inconsistencies any issues because I want to make sure I give you the full encapsulation of this is what this player was this season. Here's some of the negatives. Here's some of the positives. And I mean, the guy failed to score against six Western conference teams, seven Western conference teams, maybe, and then scored at least a point against every Eastern conference team. Two of them, at least two points, I should say, Against 15 of those 16 Eastern Conference teams, the only team that he scored one point against in the East was the Boston Bruins. If you remember, Pittsburgh Penguins did not have a great winter classic against the Bruins. One goal scored, and that was Kasperi Kapanen. But that's the only team that held Ricard Raquel without multiple points this season in their matchups in the East. He proved that he's worth the contract. Five more seasons, like the one we just saw from Ricard Raquel, would be a great thing for the Pittsburgh Penguins. And when it comes to Ron Hextall's legacy in Pittsburgh, this is probably his one shining moment. Let's move over and talk about Brian Rust, though. This season, he had 20 goals, which was good for sixth on the Pittsburgh Penguins. 26 assists, which was also good for sixth. 46 points, if you're noticing a pattern, he finished sixth in that as well. Underlying stats, 53% of the shot attempts at 5-on-5, 8th on the Pittsburgh Penguins, 54.8% of the expected goals for, which is ninth, and 52% of the scoring chances, 
which is good for 11th. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. My overall thoughts on Brian Rust's season because it was an interesting one, right? It was not the one that everybody expected seeing him sign that six-year contract, seeing how quickly he signed that six-year contract. Nobody expected that deal to come out when it did. It was the first piece of business on the agenda for Brian Burke and Ron Hextall last summer. There's a lot of people that are saying, hey, he didn't live up to it. Hey, this is not going to be a good contract because year one wasn't great. I would argue against that, personally. And I'll get into why. He did have a bit of a letdown season. I'm not going to... I'm not going to stand up here and say, hey, he had nothing wrong with this season. It was a bit of a letdown. I was expecting, hey, this guy's played at most 60 games in the past three seasons. And he's been at mid-20s, upper-20s, even 27 games in that 2019-20 season, I believe. He played 50-some games. So I was like, okay, Brian Rust is knocking on 30's door. We've been saying that for how long? I said, okay, full 82-game season. Brian Rust... Going in with a healthy Malkin and Crosby. So whichever line he starts on, going to have an all-world center that's healthy going into the season. I thought 30-goal Brian Rust this season didn't happen. Didn't happen. He still managed to reach 20 goals for the fourth consecutive year, which is nothing to scoff at. And I will say that the reason that he only finished with 20 and his offensive impact seemed to be lower than normal. There were a couple mitigating factors that caused that drop in offensive production. Number one is puck luck slash his shooting abilities. Not even his abilities. His shot selection is probably a better way to put it. His shooting percentage this season was at 9.5%, which is the lowest that it has been for him since 2015-16. If you remember, that was his first real taste of NHL action. He played 41 games that year. That was when he became an everyday NHLer, played 41 games in the regular season, became Mr. Game 7 against the Tampa Bay Lightning in the Eastern Conference Finals, and hasn't looked back from there. Lowest shooting percentage since that season, right? Part of that is also his shot selection. Some of the shots, because he was struggling to start the season, he was just getting it on net. Just getting it on net, and he wasn't getting a bounce. Wasn't getting a bounce, and that's what he was looking for. He just needed a bounce or two to go his way, and maybe it could have helped him heat up. It never really came through, right? Towards the end of the season, you started to see a little bit more of that Brian Rust because, well, they needed it, right? They still missed the playoffs. They needed more of it, maybe, but they needed more from everybody. So it's part puck luck, 
part shot selection, I'll say, is the first mitigating factor. The second and more important one, right, the, the more understandable one, the one that you can actually sit here and put reasoning to, is the use of his ice time. Brian Rust averaged 17 minutes and 54 seconds of ice time each game this season. That's his lowest numbers since 2018-19, which was before he became a top six perennial 20 goal scorer like he was the past three seasons. And even this season, like we said, he got back to 20 goals. Meanwhile, his average is down, but he played over 130 minutes this season on the penalty kill alone. He trailed only Brock McGinn for the most penalty minutes or sorry his the most penalty kill time among all penguins forwards this season and the second most penalty kill time that he's played since 2018-19 when he scored 18 goals we all know what the penguins lost over the past year they traded away Zach Aston Reese one of, if not their best, penalty-killing forward that they have had over the past three seasons. They traded him away for Ricard Raquel. And you say, okay, well, the Penguins needed top-end scoring talent. I agree. They weren't getting the best out of Teddy Bluger this year. Okay. Okay. Ryan Paling didn't have a great start to the season. The Pittsburgh Penguins lost Evan Rodriguez, who was another penalty killing forward for them last summer they needed somebody to fill that role and and Brian Rust who God love him took over the role this season of jack of all trades master of none right he wasn't the best at anything this season but he did everything for the Pittsburgh Penguins and he did everything relatively well right when you're getting on players for the way they perform this season I've seen a lot of people get on Brian Rust and they're justified to a certain extent. But that's why I'm discussing this stuff, right? He played a lot of time on the penalty kill. Guess what else he didn't do? He didn't play a lot of time on the top power play. He was replaced by Ricard Raquel. And I know what you're going to say. Well, the top power play unit was trash. Something needed changed. Obviously, it's Brian Rust. Yeah, you're right. Obviously, it is Brian Rust. But then you can't penalize the guy for something that happened when he wasn't even on the ice. Ah, he wasn't scoring power play goals. He wasn't playing on the power play. Right? Taken off the top unit. Almost the entire season. It was touch and go for the first two months. And then from New Year's on, he played second, to second team power play. Pretty much the rest of the season. Not only that, played a lot of penalty kill. Which took away from his 5-on-5 ice time. Which took away from his offensive opportunities. He scored two goals on the man advantage this season. Two. Previous seasons, nine, six, and eight. So even if he scored six, which was the lowest of that, he would have finished with 24 goals, which is right along the line of what he's had the last three seasons. So that right there is enough to say, oh, that's why his numbers look like they took a hit because he didn't get the power play time but he still scored 18 
even strength goals and two power play goals. And he played on the penalty kill. And he played with both Malkin and Crosby, whichever was needed on that given night. And he played on the bottom six, didn't find as much success as Ricard Raquel did when he was down there, even though neither of those guys really had any substantive time in the bottom six. So while yes, Brian Rust, on the surface, had a disappointing season, I'd say overall, he just proved what a complete player he actually can be for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Is that the role you want him in? If you're watching this team, if you're hoping this team will make another run, no. You want Brian Russ to be out there, being a sniper, scoring goals, and pushing 30. The Penguins were not a good enough lineup to be able to afford to have him go out there and do that. Ricard Raquel scored 11 goals on the power play this season. I'm not saying you should replace Raquel with Rust on the top power play. But I am saying the Pittsburgh Penguins need to go out there and find people that can play the penalty kill at the forward position so Brian Rust can get more time at 5-on-5, can spend more of his ice time, regardless if it goes up or down next season, spend more of his ice time in offensive opportunities and not protecting his own net. Then we'll see if he's able to rise to the challenge, become once again a 25-30 to goal scorer instead of fighting tooth and nail to get to 20. Also, really quickly before I go, he's not getting traded. Seen that out there. Addressed the rumors a couple times. He's not getting traded for a multitude of reasons. But the only one that matters is that shiny new contract that everybody's trying to bash him for has a full new move clause for the next two seasons. He's not going anywhere. That's going to do it for this episode of Penguins to Go. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Remember, you can find us on YouTube at Inside the Penguins or anywhere you get your podcasts from. We'll see you guys next time.